Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take. This is episode 149. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Bringing it back with the... <laughs> Nate. Hi, I'm Nate. And uh, that's all I got. See you later. All right. Episode 149 in the books. See yeah. you next week. What do you want to talk about to open us up here? The fact that you kicked me out of fantasy? It's honestly, it's just, it's no big deal. I mean, but, you do realize yeah, you, as well. You said, no, the thing that frustrates me is you said you're like, oh, either one of us was going to get knocked out. I thought and I I'm was. Like, I'm like, no, if you just would have thrown the game. Which I'm all for, by the way. I, don't, I thought I was going to get knocked out. We talk about integrity in the game. That's on the field. Off the field, fantasy baseball, no. You can toss a game to let your co-host in to the postseason, but you decided to just slam me by like 100. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even close. I would have dropped to... Dude, I would have been out. You would have been in. No, because you, you had five a win. And two, I would have been four and three. No. You're now five and two. No. It's not you would have won. Because the other team's in there. No. Six and one, five and two, five and two. Whatever. I would have been out. You would have been in. It, it just had to happen. Whatever. I don't like talking about it. I. It just had to happen. And I may or honestly, may not have been slightly depressed. Ugh. When I found 381 out that, to 275. Woo. See, this whole time I thought it was like two from each division. But then I quickly realized, nope, it's just nope. division winners and then the next best two teams. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. Nate, we got two weeks left of the season. Killed it. Um, Yeah, dude, it's getting down to it. Crunch time. Crunch time. So... What's exciting you right now? What's 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 getting you going? What's giving you the warm and fuzzies? Um, like league wide or yeah, just anything. Just anything. When you think Major League Baseball right now, coming up on the end of the regular season here in a couple weeks, what what's what's getting you going? I would say the postseason is something I'm definitely looking forward to the most. It's one that is it's going to be action-packed. It's going to be back-to-back games like crazy. What's cool about it is that not uh, there's not going to be any traveling, as we'll get into with the, with the bubble situation, um, which means the games are going to be basically just every day, everyday baseball games, all day. I'm not going to get any work done. She's going to be staring at the TV all day. And then I'll have the iPad with one game. I'll have the TV with one game. It's just going to be, it's going to be nuts. I love it. And like you kind of touched on already, we'll get into it, obviously. But with this whole, the way everything's shaking out, um, as we just found out today, kind of the, the, the plan surrounding it were finalized for the most part. Is your opinion on the postseason and the way that it's shaping out? Has it changed at all now that we're kind of here and we're not speculating 
like we were at the start of the season on like what it would look like, what how we thought we'd feel about it. Has any of that changed? Are you still, do you Not think yet. it's going to be better? Not yet. Uh, I'm still unsure about how this is going to go. I have to, I have to live it. I got to let it happen. I got to experience it before I can make my judgment. As of right now, I feel like I would say as of right now, there's too many teams getting in. 16 is too many. Um, it very much, and if that does stick around for next season or, or the next full season, I should say, um, it, it kind of reminds me of, of basketball a little too much. Cause like you guys ever watch basketball, the eighth seed of a specific conference is like right around 500, you know, maybe a game under game over kind of situation. And you're like, why do they really belong in the postseason? I don't think they should. So 16 is too much for me. But I mean, like I said, I get it. There's certain things we're doing this year that are just different. So I mean, it's fine for this year. Just I don't even need it moving forward. No, no. Too many people. We'll definitely break it down a little more as we get into the episode. But leading us off here, let's talk a little Alec Mills no hitter. Awesome. Two no hitters in 2020, both coming from Chicago. Yeah. I don't think some, either of us uh, could, have, could have predicted Alec Mills, a college yeah. walk on, by the way. Yeah. Who did you say you thought it was going to be? Remember? Uh, I think a DM was like, do we think it's going to be another no hitter? I said yes, but I think I predicted like Zach Greinke or something. No. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Believe it, baby. Either way, it's not Alec Mills. I didn't say him. I've never even heard of him until the other day. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people heard about Alec Mills. Well, I mean, to be fair, he's making his, I believe I saw 15th career start. So, I mean, it's not exactly like he's a household name. But yeah. Now he is. Now he is, baby. Cubs just come in and just smack the Brewers. 12 nothing. What is up with the Brewers? Why do they suck? I don't know. I, I they Why does Christian Yellick suck now? They probably listen to the pod, man. You've been you've never given the Brewers any love. I've never. I've never been on that train. I wasn't on it last year, wasn't on it the year before. Not on that train. They just are not there yet. Or even close, in my opinion. I don't even know what the farm looks like, but Christian Yelich looks like a different ball player this year. The only one that you can really say, oh, there's two guys. I mean, a lot of guys don't look like themselves this year. Hater, Hater looks nuts. And then uh, who's that other pitcher? Their starter. I just got him on fantasy after some ridiculous trading happened last week. I won't bring up too many names there. All right, relax. Uh, uh, all I know is Corbin who? Burns. Yeah, he's the only one that's like worth something. The rest of the Brewers are stuck. That's all I'm gonna say. Suck. Wow, that's suck. That's really out there. Um, our guy Alec Mills struck out five and walked three. So a relatively uneventful no hitter. I know that really doesn't yeah. make much sense coming rolling off the tongue, but I mean it. He just got out like he he's not blown it by guys 
I mean, I think he said his best pitch that day he felt was his curveball. So I mean, it was not he was. It's not like he was out there just blowing cheese. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tr- truthfully, I was traveling, so I didn't. I was driving across three different states, barely any service. So I didn't hear about it until hours after it happened. I didn't get to watch anything. I didn't do any of my homework either and watch the highlights. But what I will say. Anytime a no-hitter happens, I think it's impressive. Um, but I think that just speaks to the beauty of baseball, the fact that he's a walk-on kid, you know, had to figure it out. And I don't even know have... what round he got drafted in. Deep, wasn't it? I think so. I mean, like I would a 20 second round or something. College walk-on, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I think that's what's cool is that when you earn it and you get to that level and you get to the show – you you have limited chances and for him to make the most of it and kind of etch his name into into pitching immortality i think it's uh i think it's dope that's why i love this game yeah his uh five swing and misses generated that he that he did generate matched friend of the pod dallas braden's five in his 2010 perfect game for the fewest in a solo no hitter over the past 30 years. Were there any like any like super sick plays? Did you see like all I know is is the final out and I immediately thought about the controversy sound surrounding the shift. Immediately uh after the ball was hit for the final out. Ball goes right up the middle. You can see he kind of like he kind of like shifts his body a little bit. I think it was a combination of like thinking that he could maybe stop it himself and yeah. feeling like, oh crap, there it goes. And then you look up and Javi Bias is like right there. <laughs> and it like any any normal setup defensively, yeah, the ball's getting through, I would think. Yeah. But Javi's like right there. And I'm just like, if I mean, if we get into all these crazy bands on shifts and stuff in the future. I mean, that might not be a no-hitter for our guy, uh, Alec Mills. So, I do feel like no-hitters are going to get easier. I do feel that way. I think they're going to get a little easier. There's more um, defensive metrics, like you said, that we're using that help. Um, you can shift and you can pitch guys certain ways. Um, and also, it's very much a you know all-or-nothing type mentality for hitters right now. So... I'm surprised to hear that that was the only, you know, five swing and misses, but either way, man, it's like, uh, that's just the way hitters are now. The only thing you got to really fight with is pitch count, which is in my mind, ridiculous. Which makes me think of, I, I was reading and I saw that David Ross obviously had some thoughts on the, the no hitter. And they're asking him the difference between being able to catch a, a no-hitter, which he did back in 16, Arietta, yeah. I believe. Uh, he caught Arietta's no-hitter. But as a manager, they're asking him kind of the difference. And he said that his two biggest focuses were watching pitch count and looking for signs of trouble. Yeah. And he had said that it was nice when he caught the no hitter because he just felt like he was along for the ride. Because I mean, at that point your pitcher is obviously feeling it. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming out of his pregame routine, feeling pretty good. 
and you're just there to catch the baseball. But he said it was obviously, as you would expect, a little bit different of an experience managing it. But yeah, I mean, there's there's two in the books for us in 2020, no hitter wise. I don't, I mean, two weeks left. Huh? You never know. Two weeks, yeah, you never know. I mean, some of these squads are playing exceptionally well right now. So I mean, I I'm not going to put it past put it past the league. I'm not going to try and predict a name again. No, I mean, if we were talking like Zach Greinke, like Mike Clevenger type names, yeah. and then guy Alec Mills comes out and does it, I mean, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to attempt. Yeah. Uh, but Nate, let's talk some postseason bubble. We already touched on it a little bit before we got going. How do we feel about it? I mean, you got the wild card that's going to be at the home ballpark, but then you got the division series, the yeah. championship series, and the world series all at neutral parks. Yeah, um, basically no home field advantage, zero home field advantage. Unless, of course, no, because, I mean, even then, if you're living in the area, there's rules that you have to have to go by as far as quarantining your hotel or, you know, staying in locations. But the, there's just there's no home field advantage at all. And there was already a lack of home field advantage by not having fans. Now that we're in a bubble scenario where it's, uh, what'd you say? Four different cities. Yeah, we got, uh, like I said, just run, run through it one more time. The wild card, you got the home parks for the one through four seeds for all three games. So they'll host the entire wild card series for the, the top seeds. And then the division series, you got the ALDS, uh, you got both of those in Petco Park and Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And then you got the National League Division Series in Globe Life Park and Minute Maid Park. So you got the National League teams and American League Parks and vice versa. I think the two things that I think about, one is three of those parks. One is new. The Rangers Park is new. There are some teams that haven't even played there yet. There's obviously – with the new stadium, there's certain things you gotta learn with it. But the other two, they're quirky ballparks with San Diego and Minimate. Those two ballparks are a little different. San Diego has got that low wall in left field. You know, you got that kind of weird cutout in the right field corner. Obviously, you got the Crawford box in Houston and left. So, I mean, there's certain things that are really strange if you don't have that comfort you know what i'm saying so i think i think it's unfair for everyone else except houston san diego la's la that pretty generic ballpark there's nothing really to worry about cutout wise or foul territory wise or anything like that but and the rangers don't matter because they suck so they're not gonna be in it but you know what i'm saying like i think it's a huge advantage for the Padres and a huge advantage for the Astros. In what ways if they're then? in it. If they get to play at their home ballpark in the postseason, I think that's a huge advantage. Well, they, they won't. The, that, that's what I'm saying is they're putting the American league teams in the national league parks and vice versa. So they're they not are? Gonna, yeah. So that, I mean, they would play, the top seeds would host the wild card series, but that's what I was saying. The National League teams will be playing in the American League parks and vice versa. Oh, so they're swapping it. 
Yeah. I like that, actually. It's still weird. And then the American League Championship Corky Series will be, at, will be at Petco, and then the NLCS will be at Globe Life Park. Globe Life Field. I've I've been calling it Globe Life Park all day. I don't know why. Okay, so we're gonna we're not having to worry about the Astros being in Minute Maid. Correct. They're, yeah, they're gonna be over in Slam Diego. Yeah, I was not struggling to follow slams. your logic. I was like, well, they're okay. Not I was there. lost. No, that's no, me. it's that's fine. Me. No, that's it's me. fine. That's hey, on me. Hey, 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 it's fine. Hey, man, busy, hey. busy weekend, just winning ball games. And... I mean, there's lots of process. I mean, this stuff just came out today. <laughs> okay, it's hot, it's hot off the press. All right. Well, let's just let's just erase everything I just said. Let's just get rid of everything I just said. Well, I'm not gonna edit it out. So. Erase it. Pretend erase, it. erase it. Listeners, just delete. Control, delete. Men in black. Task manager. Um, well, I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's going to be cool. There's no other factors to worry about. Overall, I think as um, far as fans go, I do think we'll see fans. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, we won't. Yeah. We're absolutely not going to see fans. Yeah, we are. Rob Manfred is a crock of crap and he this is the same crap that he's been doing all year pretty much his entire tenure as commissioner no, where he'll just fans. he'll throw something out there to make us get all excited but then he'll just pull the rug out from underneath us and then blame it on something else to make him look like the the guy that shouldn't be held accountable no we're getting fans we're not getting fans no, no we're not yeah 100 no football's gonna have fans Football already has fans. Football is doing their own thing, man. I mean, I flipped on, I flipped on the Duke Notre game, uh, Notre Dame game the other day, just to see how my uh, former yeah. place of employment was doing. I mean, granted, the, the stadium's not packed, but I'm looking around. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, if they can do this, why can baseball not do the same thing? Yeah, no, I'm telling you right now, we're gonna have fans. We, well, I mean, so if we do have fans at, and it works out well, I'm not going to give Rob Manfred any credit. I'm gonna I'm gonna credit the the security staff at all these ballparks for making it work. I'm not going to credit Rob Manfred. He deserves nothing. There's gonna be fans. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, because I I mean you're seeing it in football, and I think by week three you're gonna see at least half the football teams have fans. It's going kind of like a stadium by stadium approval thing i can i know the broncos are going to have fans by week three up to a certain capacity the chiefs already had fans well i think i think football aren't i mean you you would know better than i would but aren't they following like rather than making it a league-wide decision aren't they basing their attendance numbers yeah yeah like state it's like state or city rules basically um and i think I, i don't even know college football just was nuts florida state the place was packed and even with like lightning delays and stuff during that game, those fans weren't going anywhere. No masks being worn, all kinds of cuddle buddies going on in the bleachers. It's like, there's no social distancing at all. Um, yeah, we'll have fans. I don't know how it's going to be distributed ticket wise, but we'll have fans. I don't know how many. I don't see. I do see a certain level where maybe LCS will have like family for sure. I think that's one thing that they'll definitely. Oh yeah. I mean, once the families get in the bubble, then I mean, fair game, but. Yeah. But either way, I think what we were talking about earlier, the biggest thing with this 
and what's kind of pissing players off is the fact that they have to uh, quarantine the last seven days of the regular season. Correct. So got to go to the to the old hotel um, for the last seven days of the season. And then I think there's a couple exceptions. Maybe you can, I think it's like if you live alone. Or... Which I mean, from my, from my perspective and maybe yours as well, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm okay. Like I'm not up in arms about the whole, I mean, I could understand from a player's perspective why that would be kind of sucky. But like from our perspective, I get it because like you have to have the World Series done by the 31st of October. Like that's, that's what they have in place. And so in order to get this ball rolling, the postseason ball rolling, you can't have any hiccups. So yeah, to kind of get these guys. Yeah. You can't just base it on luck. Yeah. I mean, to have that, these guys kind of cornered off for seven days to, to ensure that that happens successfully. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. And that's pretty much all contenders, by the way. So it's, you're not going to see, you know, some low level teams that aren't in the conversation for postseason doing that it's only for people that may be on the bubble or are definitely in for the postseason but i mean like you said i think you can't yes we've had a great stretch of success without any positive tests or outbreaks or anything like that within a clubhouse i think we've really had anything since the a's front office situation thing which wasn't even a player right remember that no, the Giants, I think, right? Or was that was that before or after the A's? I don't know. I, the Giants, way, the Giants the were only, playing the Padres. And the only like big ones we saw were the Marlins and the Cardinals. It's where it really changed stuff. You can't continue to hope that that luck stays there. Like you said, they have to have these games. It has to be done. It's a week. From there... If you're into the postseason, it really shouldn't matter. Your 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 mind should be in one spot, locked in. And I think the mentality has to switch. Of dude, uh, I'll sleep in a tent outside the stadium if I have to. If that's what we have to do to go win a World Series, that's the players should be that mentality. But I think that's where you see the division in mentality of guys that are single, yeah. guys that don't have families, don't have kids. Sure. They're they're just out, especially the young guys who maybe haven't gotten that big paycheck yet. They're just out there trying to earn a check. Yeah. But then you got the the more established guys who've been in the league a while. They they've been around the block a time or two. Yeah. They're just. But like, I think I, I want to be able to do this, but I want to be able to do it with my family as well. Sure. Yeah. And you want to do it with the family, and that's I mean, it's the whole thing. You, you want to have the people around you. You know, hopefully watching you win it, but it's still like it. This is unprecedented times. This is nothing that you've done before. It's nothing you dealt with, dealt with before. Like just follow the rules and get this freaking postseason in without any hiccups. That's it. That's all I ask for. I mean, I feel like the most twenty twenty thing would be we get everything squared away for the postseason, and then and a big fall. wave of tidal wave of COVID falls through the cracks or a tidal wave in general just true you gotta watch out for that takes over all the ballparks texas and california <laughs> i hate you <laughs> i hate you you know what else i hate nate the fact that uh. they're forbidding players from drinking alcohol during the clubhouse celebrations what are we doing oh my it's so 
pointless. It's so pointless. This is so pointless. Like you're literally implementing this to save face as a league just to cover your own, like your own self. Like this is these guys so... are going to do what they're going to do. What are they going to dump on each other? Water? Gatorade? Uh, probably just champagne showers have been a thing for freaking decades. Forever. Champagne and beer has to be in the clubhouse. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely agree, but you're going to get those people that are just like, guys, seriously, like, this is what you're worried about. Like, we need to make sure that the players are safe and that we can get this season finished. I'm like, yeah. no, like, shut up. This is, I shut think up. This, yeah. Like, there's a line to be drawn, and this is crossed it. Like, this is the kind of crap that I was talking about before the season started when I was like, no, just, you remember, I was, like, on the verge of depression. I was like, no, just cancel the season. This isn't doing it for me. Well, I remember it lasted, like, three weeks. It yeah, it was, oof, it was a dark place. It's not going to happen. But this is the kind of crap that I was, I had in my, like, obviously I hadn't material materialized this exact concept of not having champagne and alcohol and all that stuff. But I, I knew that there would be things like this yeah, coming down the pipe where I was like, it, it's not going to be worth it. Like if we're going to be cutting it, they're going to make them wear masks on the field during celebrations. What? Come on. What are we doing? I don't understand. They're not wearing masks in the dugout. What are we doing? <sighs> Some of this stuff just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe, you know, there's more medically knowledgeable people listening. Uh, the six feet rule is like where that came out of what seven is, is not good. Let's go to six is no six is good. Five. No, not five. We're going to keep it at six feet apart. Now I'm hearing that like, I mean, you're on a team plane or a team bus. You're not six feet apart. You're all sitting all over the freaking dugout. You're in the clubhouse. You're giving each other high fives anyway. You're still giving hugs. You're you walk still it, celebrating. The, the walk-off they, celebrations are ridiculous. This sucks. Stop doing that. It, it's like it, you're all negative. It's all been tested every day. You've been tested, and you're negative. There's no COVID in your clubhouse. It's okay to freaking celebrate normally. What are we doing? Yeah, like they're dapping up in the dugout. Like I'm not going. I'm not coming after the league for this. I'm. I'm more so looking at the players, being like, "All right, guys, like, come on." And you're, I get it because they don't know what to do, and they're probably yeah. getting hounded about like the, how it looks. Media oh, that's, wise. that's what it's all about. It's how it. It's how it looks on the media, on the national media. Here's what. Why is this any different from a family going to a restaurant together? And sitting at the table together, bro. You literally they walk don't social the, distance. You walk through the threshold of the door in the restaurant, and you can take your mask off. What is that? What yeah. are we? What are we? What are we protecting there? I don't understand. But you can, you as a family, can sit at a table and eat a meal. No one's judging you. Whatever you do, you're sharing food. Hey, try a sip of this. It tastes good. You're doing that. That's totally fine. No one's judging you because you're a freaking family and you showed up together. You've been with each other this, during this everything. Why is it any different as a team? You're all 
metaphorically sitting at the dinner table when you're in the dugout. You're all together on they, the plane. These guys have been sitting at the dinner table dinner table together since this oh, like the end of July. For months. So it's like, oh my god, I don't want to see any more of these weird like hopping around each other with the hands in the air around home plate, but I don't want to touch you. They all just do this. Yay, we walked it off. Stop. Freaking celebrate like normal. Win the World Series. Dump champagne all over the place. Don't allow cameras in there. I'd rather these guys enjoy the normal celebration and us not watch. No cameras. No media. What a line. What a line. Just let them have their freaking celebration without anyone watching. Ugh. I mean, that might sound like an unpopular thing, but you know that that's what that's it's about. Everyone's thinking that. That's everybody's thinking that. It's like, if the cameras weren't here, it's business as usual. They're still spitting. They're still chewing gum. They yeah, how did that rule? How did they that rule tobacco. live up? What happened to that? Or that at the beginning of the year? I said, we both said, good luck. Good because luck. You and I could throw on freaking spikes in a hat and walk on a field, and I can promise you at some point we're going to spit. It's just what you do. I'll probably spit as I'm walking onto the and then I'll I'll clean it clean it up with my cleats. I'll wipe it up with some dirt over it and say, no, I don't want that wet spot. I don't want to get a ground ball right there and get all get this loogie on the ball. So I gotta clean it up with my cleats. All I'm saying is like enough. I get it. Do your thing when you're outside of the stadium, wear your masks, be responsible. Stay quarantined, whatever you got to do. But like, oh, just you guys are together all the time. It's okay to celebrate normally. Players are giving hugs after no hitters. But awkwardly, can I hug you? uh, uh, Yes, we just sat next to each other, freaking six inches away on the bench. No. Yes, you can hug me. We're sounding a little like, condescending towards the players and i don't want it to come across that way the, i don't think it's the players it's, it's like what you said we, every that's what everybody's thinking but yeah, it's because thinking. there's this like higher power and i don't know if that's manfred i don't know if that's stadium security that yeah. it's and trying making them enforce this stuff like everybody's thinking it these guys are around each other all day every day what are we doing and if if you want to bring up if you listeners are like well you just talked about this a few weeks ago with the indians guys different you left you left the table without your mask still using this metaphor yeah this is a long this is a long dinner away from your family without a mask and you and you put you know what i'm saying you put others at risk that this these yeah, guys you went have over, been together you went over to the table next to you and just started frenching the guy yeah you're like let me, let me try some fajitas let me try some of those fajitas, fajitas that you just ate let me go get them how that uh no, I'll just take a bite out of the taco you already ate out of. I I just, uh, just enough. Like, just let them do their thing. No one, I don't think any fans are going to criticize. I have not watched a single game where I'm like, oh, oh, they, they just high-fived. Oh, oh. No, none of that crap matters. They're together all the time, just like you. You're li- you, whoever's listening, just like you and your family are together all the time. You still hug, you still high five because you're around each other and you know 
you don't have COVID. Just like these players who have been tested 30,000 times more than any of us know that they don't have COVID. It's all about the optics. Celebrate normally. It's all about the optics. That's with anything in life. That's with social media. That's with politics. That's with anything. It's all about the optics. All right. I I think I, I feel better. Honestly. You you look better, man. You you got a glow about you now. I had to get that off my chest. I, negative thought, I had to be the one to say it. I feel like everyone's thinking it. It was just time. Thank you. You're doing the baseball community a service. It's no big deal. Uh, Nate, let's transition into some. Who's your pick? For lack of a better name for the game, couldn't think of one, so I'm just gonna call it. Who's your pick? <laughs> okay. All right, so I've assembled a group of questions here. Let's see how many I got. Six. Oh, boy. Okay. Six questions. You can provide some, some explanation for your pick, or you can just claim it as a gut reaction. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you don't necessarily have to go into depth because you haven't seen these questions yet, so don't feel like you need to sit here and do your research right, right in front of me. You can just kind of go with your gut reaction. But if you've, if you've thought about it or if you've been thinking about it and you feel like you have a little bit of an explanation that you can dive into, please be my guest. Okay. Nate, who's your pick? Which guy has entered the conversation for your favorite player? Uh, my favorite player. Yes, based on the way you've seen them play in 2020 based on the conversation surrounding them based on the, maybe the attention they've gotten in the media. Um, I'm going to say Trevor story. I like that pick. Very good pick. Um, I'm, I may be a little biased because I was in Colorado for like three weeks. So I got to see a, a lot of Rockies games locally there, you know, on TV and the dude just a five tool stud. He really is. And everyone talks about Nolan, rightfully so, but like Trevor's story is really good. Yeah, that left side is nasty. And, uh, you know, it's between Nolan and Charlie Blackman. It's getting the most coverage here. But like Trevor's story is really, really good. And is the middle of, I don't care what lineup you put him in, he is two, three, four in any lineup, any team, anywhere. I love watching him. And he's low key, super fast. Pretty sure he leads the league in stolen bases or is tied. I think that's that correct. Yep. It, yeah. Yeah, I know he was at one point. I, I haven't checked recently, but at one point, probably like a week or two ago, he was. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm probably going to go Yaz. A little biased. I like that. Friend of the pod, Mike Yastrzemski, yeah. just balling out there in San Francisco. He's really like the only nah, – no, 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 no. I won't say only. He's one of the only bright spots for them right now. One of the few. One of the few. I guess that's the – politically yeah. correct way to say that yeah yeah i mean good pick for whatever reason i've seen a handful of giants games on mlb network this year i don't know why they're showing the giants so much love but i mean being able to flip it on at any any point in the day and just see our guy just out there mashing baseballs that's pretty cool so that'd be my pick next question for you which pitcher have you started to check in on with their starts as we approach the crunch time portion of the season, which guy do you kind of have your eye on pitcher wise? Um, Chris Paddock. 
make or break. Yeah, I think if that guy does not figure it out or does not start putting together some quality starts, they're not going far. But I, w- I, I think if I think if he yeah. does start to get things rolling, they're scary. They're already I scary. But. I agree. I'm gonna have to go with Sixto Sanchez. Oh yeah. I they've been talking about him a lot recently, yeah. rightfully so. Dude's just tearing it up. He's uh, sitting right now at three and one with an ERA of one six nine. I think he's got five starts under his belt. But the thing that I've been so fascinated with is his appreciation and just the way he models his game after Pedro. Like he's yeah. he's big on Pedro, and I'm sure you saw the graphic I put out. But he's like for those who don't know, he's t- he's got uh, 45 tatted up on his neck for Pedro. Maybe it's pine tar. Now, pine tar and like the shape of 45. Now he's just really good. Think so? He doesn't need that. Um, but they had it was pretty cool watching him. They had him on uh MLB Network the other day, and they had him talking to Pedro or talking with Pedro, and it was just I don't know, it was just a cool interaction to see between those two. And I mean, the guy's pitching for I'm not gonna say the most exciting team in baseball, but a team that a lot of people are keeping their eye on right now. So yeah, that's probably my that's probably who I'd go 100%. with. 100%. Great pick. And I think it's cool that someone that young is seeing. I mean, arguably, we're older than Sisto, and Pedro was pretty much in his prime when we were young. Yep. So the fact that Mr. Sanchez is still idolizing someone who played that long ago is pretty cool. Very cool indeed. Favorite team to watch slash follow moving forward outside of your uh, Bronx Bombers? Favorite team to watch moving forward, like even outside of 2020. No, just like as we as we near just the, come down the, the home stretch. stretch. Yep. Like who are you gonna start uh mm. getting updates on here? Um honestly the White Sox. I think they're my, fun to watch. That was my I, pick. I think it's one of those lineups that you're not going to get through unscathed. Someone is going to, to punish you. Someone is. Jose Abreu is nuts. Tim Anderson will probably win another title. Eloy Jimenez is a is, you know, a staple for a long time. Luis Robert. I mean, it's just like it, it goes on and on. They got pitching. Dallas Keuchel seems to be back to normal Keuchel ways. It's like, dude, the White Sox are it. They're there. They're swaggy too, man. I was watching, uh, I don't know if you caught this this morning, but they had Tim Anderson on and they were talking to him about which team he, I mean, obviously he's going to go White Sox, but they said, they said, TA, who do you think's the swaggier team between you guys and the Padres? And they brought up the example of Fernando Tatis and he looked at him and he goes, where do you think Fernando Tatis came from? He's like, where do you, he's like, where do you think all this stuff started? I'm like, TA, that's. That's solid. I can very I solid. That. Point. I respect that move. But that, I mean, that lineup's just nuts. And like, I know I've said my, my things about Yasmani Grandal. I, I do think he's overpaid, but he's still a solid bat. He's still a solid option. Moncada, like that, their whole lineup is crazy. Very much so, Nate. Next question here for you. The guy you're rooting for to receive an extension after this season, 
And this can be either because of based on how they've played this year and they've, they've excited you on the field this year, or it's somebody mm-hmm. that you think is just long overdue for an extension. Uh, Real Muto, JT Real Muto. Um, also my answer. Solid. I think the best catcher in baseball. Yeah. Is. Phillies fans have been, yo, Phillies Twitter is hilarious. You go like any tweet that Phillies put out. Yeah. Just, just do, do yourself a favor. Go check out the replies. It's literally, it could be like, the Phillies have elected to relocate to Nashville, Tennessee. And then the people would be like, great. We'll sign real Muto first. It's, <laughs> it's the funniest stuff. Like literally true, anything, they anything need and to. everything. They need to. He's, he's amazing defensively. And he's having, I think, I think he's injured right now. He's got a little tweak and something going on with his hip. But um, I mean, he, he's, he's, really really good defensively and the fact that anytime he can hit is a bonus and he is having a great year extend him teams you no a team a single team you think 2020 is an outlier for and that can either be good or bad how do you how do you mean like outlier like this just like this is just a uh typical year for them no it's it's basically like a season where it's just kind of a flute i guess is the best way to say it like oh like did, someone okay. and it could be either like i know the word you like to use a lot is just overachieving it could be a yeah. team where it's maybe overachieving or it's a team that had really high expectations but just totally flop but would otherwise play very good like next year and beyond hmm Mm. that one's tough you go first I, I might have to go angels on this like i know great answer i know for Love I, that. I know for a while we had been saying the angels are not going to do anything until they surround mike trout with pieces and they have they can help him win and they've done that and i think entering this year i think everybody would have said the angels would at least make one of the eight eight spots coming out of the american league yeah and they are just suck. But I think if if they're not succeeding now, I don't think they will. Is that okay to say? Uh, I would well, probably look at the to, age of Anthony Rendon. I mean, I'd have to disagree with you though, just on the on the basis that these short seasons. I I heard somebody talking about it the other day, where it's like these short seasons, while they're great for some teams that maybe otherwise wouldn't be able to hang until the end of the year. For a lot of these teams, and specifically these players, if they get off to a slow start, it compounds on itself because you're like, oh, yeah. crap, I, I've already dug myself into a hole twice yeah. as deep. Yeah. And now I got to work my way out of it. And some guys just can't recover. Some teams can't recover. So, no, I think they're screwed. I really do. They pay players that are a little on the older side. Rendon, I think it's 30 or 31, right? He's getting up there. They give him a pretty healthy contract. They're still going to be paying Pujols whether he retires or not. Trout is Trout. Shohei is Shohei. Where you have no farm, you can't go trade for pitching. Your pitching is atrocious. Otani is, I think, in my opinion, done as a pitcher. I think they're stuck. 
financially they're stuck. And I, the only thing I can think of is like when the Dodgers shipped a bunch of dudes over to the Red Sox. Or vice versa. When was that? Adrian Gonzalez days. Yeah, Carl. You're talking about the Carl Crawford. Carl day. Crawford. Yeah, yeah, all that just goes like, we have all this money going towards these players, and they're old. Here you go. That's what the Angels are going to have to do. They're going to have to do that with certain players. And some I do think they're stuck. I really do because there's the payroll's too high. Their farm isn't good, and they're old. And lastly, here. Your picks for MVP, just we're short on time. So just give me your gut reaction. MVPs. Mm, MVP National League is Tatis. American League. Ooh, I'm gonna piss some people off right here. Luke Voigt. Get yeah, at baby. shut up. Give me shut my up. guy. Shut up. Give me my guy. Go home. Put some my, respect on my boy's name. Shut up. You are, God, you're the biggest homer, and it's so annoying. <laughs> Get out of here. Mike Trout all day. Luke Boyd. Shut up. Nate, wrapping this thing up. We got 150 on deck. Uh-oh. We got to do a little bit of a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Haven't decided what yet, but we will be giving something dope away. I we'll think do I'm it on generous. Oh, yeah. Generous? Yeah, big time. We'll do it on air too. Like we'll we'll run okay. through it. Probably, I guess maybe at the end of next episode, we'll wrap up next episode with it. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe we'll open it up because we got to celebrate for once. Like I, we didn't celebrate for a hundred. We didn't really do much because I think uh, yeah. we've talked about this before. It was like it in the middle weird. of the playoffs, I think. Yeah. But yeah, this is hitting a perfect time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Set us up just short of the just on the side of the postseason. So the old podcast turning one fifty. Crazy. Good times. Well, that's all I got. Be sure to check out the store, the 30takepod.com slash store. Dropping shirts left and right. Yeah, Marlins fans out there, Orioles fans out there. We got some new merch for you guys. Showing everybody some love, man. I love it. I don't don't know if we talked about, I mean, we're just dropping the Cardinals, the Braves, the Pirates. Just, we love everybody. We love everybody. Well, yeah, almost everybody. Almost everybody. We're leaving one team off that list. I saw someone in the comment section was like, we should boycott the Astros shirt. I was like, we're already ahead of you, buddy. We're not releasing any Astros gear. Screw that. Um, But overall, I think you should probably just... Don't go chase a curveball. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.